0: Hello friends. Welcome back to the podcast. It's episode 100. If you have not seen the video, please, I urge you hit pause on this. Go to Steven 197 media's YouTube page, click subscribe, click the notification bell, watch the video and just thank me later. I had this vision around episode 80 that I wanted to have Jeremy from fury as a guest i know there was a lot of people leading up to episode 100 bugging me um, asking me why i haven't had jeremy on and i just told everybody i'm like yo i'm gonna have him on eventually but it's gonna be something special it's gonna be something worth the wait so just fall back and just be patient and i actually ran into steven in san diego with the che cafe we were at a backtrack show rest in peace backtrack and I hit him up with the idea and he was down to do it right off the bat, which had me super excited because I thought I'd have to sell him on the idea, but he was just down to help out and understood my vision. So that was like the first piece of the puzzle. And once I got him to uh, agree to do it, the next step was to talk to Jeremy and I hit up Jeremy. And once again, I had to do zero convincing. He was down to do it right off the bat. And that just made me so happy. The fact that this this idea that I had was finally coming together and the fact that the people who I needed the help from were down to help and bring this thing to life. So this video, this podcast, it just means so much to me. I had an amazing day. It felt like a dream. Nothing could have have topped that just the way that everything went down. Everybody was so real and down to earth. I had Garrett there, which meant a lot to me. He was able to help out behind the scenes and uh, it was just important for me to have him there because he kind of helped push me to keep on doing this. So thank you, Garrett, for being there. And yeah, man, this whole thing, episode 100 was really special and I just am happy that. It turned out awesome. I'm happy to have been getting the feedback from you guys, all the messages, text messages, uh, everything. So thank you for the people who have already sat down and watched it, which is insane to me because it's like an hour and 20 minutes. So the fact that you guys are willing to take that time out of your day to watch something that we put together is just mind blowing to me. Like listening to a podcast is easy because you could do multiple things while doing that, but watching a video and having to focus on the visual, it's so insane to me that people took the time and watched that. So thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. And if you guys watch the video, make sure to stay to the very end because after the interview portion I threw in a little something extra in there. So please, without further ado, welcome Jeremy Stiff to the podcast.
1: This is super awesome. I'm, I'm really happy that you were down to do this, Jeremy. Oh, of this is course. episode 100 of the podcast. Congrats. Yeah, thank you. Thanks uh, for having me. Man. Yeah, no problem. Like, Fury has been just like one of those special bands for me because growing up in Palm Springs, our scene like barely existed. Yeah. Had, like one imagine. friend, yeah, had one friend, Stephen Kipple, and he basically was like the back one of the entire scene. He's the one who's like booking bands. Money out of his own pocket just to pay the band, so that they were willing to come back. And it never really had a legit scene or, or any bands to like, you know, really rep. Yeah. So like, when I moved to Orange County in 2010, you know, went to shows just like normal. But then 2014, when the demo came out, I was like super stoked. I was like, all right, cool. I'm in Orange County. That is like where I want to be. Yeah. There's a new band, Fury. Like, their hometown band. I got to support them at all costs. And if I'm being honest, I honestly never knew how far it would get, but, you <laughs> Not,
2: know, no, none of us did. Yeah,
1: so just like, fast forward to being here, it's, it's just crazy, so it's just like, like, Fury just like means so much
2: to me because like, I can actually Thank like, you.
1: rap and be like, yeah, like, Fury from my hometown.
2: Yeah, we didn't go into it thinking that that would, anything like that would happen. We just thought, um, it would be something fun to do, and yeah. just, uh, Madison was recording a lot of stuff at the time, it was more, um, I don't know, more of an art project to kind of A, for him for recording and for writing, and and me just to do something creative at the time. Um, and we thought we would play, like, maybe two shows, tops, for, like, homies that came into town on tour. And yeah, everything after that has been very
1: surprising. And I've definitely heard you say that before, that you thought you guys were only going to play two shows, yeah. and you kind of just grew into this, like, gigantic band. Yeah. Like was there any point we were like all right like we said two shows like are we going to stop or were you just like down to go with the flow it
2: was we always go with the with the flow i think that was uh, i think that was maybe a safe way for us to just go and do it so maybe it wouldn't you know just being like oh but like don't have high expectations um, and then soul search was going to do uh, a full us and Dorian asked us to do it um, if we'd be interested, and that was kind of the catalyst to uh, take it a little bit more seriously, I guess. But just more um, seems like a good opportunity. We should we should take it. It's the kind of thing that only happens once in a lifetime.
1: Yeah, you know what's crazy is I actually saw you guys. For the first time right before you guys went on that tour with soul search where uh where at it was in las vegas of all places oh yeah. that
2: on the zoom tour yeah yeah At the coffee shop yeah the little coffee shop i i they had the monster energy smoothies yeah i remember that yeah and it was
1: so random because i told my friends i'm like yo like we have to go out and see this band and they're and like we have like a, a lot of friends in vegas yeah so like our like we got like you know some deep roots there and Half my friends were like, all right, like we'll go just to see our other friends. But I was like, all right, cool, like we can go do that. But I definitely want to go to the Fury show because first of all, like, you know, the bands from our area, like, you know, playing out in Vegas, like we have to go out and support. Yeah. And like it, it was just so frustrating because I had to like beg them to go. And they're just like, no, because because like, at that point, like the circle of friends that I had, they were already kind of getting like jaded and didn't really want to check out yeah. like newer bands. But I was like, no, I was like, you guys don't understand, like, we have to support the newer band from our area. That's the only way we're gonna keep this thing alive and relevant. And it was just a hard time for me to get them to go, but I, I got them there. I don't think they watched
2: you, but that's fine. Yeah, I, they didn't miss much at that time. <laughs> that was. I really remember that show. It was in like a. It was off the strip. It was kind of away from everything. Yeah. A little. Co- it was like a little coffee shop. We just. Put, it was in like. In the store. No yeah. Gig.
1: Yeah. For me, it was like super random rules. too. Yeah. Yeah. There wasn't
2: a lot of people there, so you that. It would surprise me anyone came, so thank you. It's mm-hmm.
1: crazy. I was always curious, you guys put out the uh, demo like through like Masha's Delight? Uh,
2: yeah, we did it, um, we played a gig back home. Um... I'm sorry, I'm distracted by the homie behind the camera. It's all good. No, we had a, uh, we weren't going to play any local gigs, and then our friend in Bakerfield, asked us to play a random show, and we're like, oh, like that? maybe that'll just be the first gig. Mm-hmm. And uh, our friend Marco had, I, that's funny, I was just thinking about this the other day, actually, because I was talking to Marco about it. Marco had filmed it, and that video uh, was sent to some mutual friends, and uh, that kind of jump-started um, Z- uh, Zach and John to be like, oh, like we should put this demo out. Mm-hmm. I had met those guys uh, like a year before at Gosh, uh, Destroy LA that fest that happened. Okay. Yeah, I remember. Um, and met them through that and then, Then, uh, you know, uh, however long later, uh, they were just like, "Oh, let's let's hear the songs and we'll put it out." And there's nothing nothing too crazy. To us, it was crazy because it was kind of the. It was, I liked all the bands that they were putting out. It's was, it was something I wanted to be a part of. And, and, it felt really far away because all the bands were, were East Coast bands. I think Unified Ride was the only one who wasn't like really adjacent to where they were at. Mm-hmm. It was just surreal. It's like exactly what I wanted to do. At any pressure, did you,
1: or at any point, did you feel any pressure because you guys are like, you know, right out the bat, Masha's Delight, and that's kind of a big deal because they were putting out bands that were like straight fire. And you guys, you know, right out the gate coming out on Moshers Delight, yeah. did you feel any pressure or was it just like another day for you guys?
2: Oh. I don't know. It was spe- it felt special. Uh, there was pressure, but the same pressure that we've always feel with any part of our life, which is just on our on ourselves, I guess, to makes it makes it good. And I didn't I didn't feel any pressure. Like oh, I hope everyone likes it. Like I I, I liked it, and I, we all enjoyed making it and, and enjoyed listening to it. And after that, anything that happens is kind of cherry on the cherry on top of the cake okay
1: and you guys went out with soul searching it was a full u.s if i remember yeah, correctly full, right yeah
2: canada too oh you guys uh, went in, yeah. international
1: okay it um uh, yeah for like six weeks yeah and I, I thought it was interesting because at certain points through the tour like you know bands would hop on there was like uh if i remember correctly skin father played yeah, some gigs yeah yes, order played father. some
2: gigs uh misery played some gigs there might have been other other bands that hopped on, like Friends, different areas. But those, I think, were the those are the five California bands. Okay. And do you remember that tour at all, like how the experience was? Because oh, yeah, was, was that you guys. Great. I'm assuming that was your it's first like full first, US. Yeah, right? I, I. It was jarring. It was pretty monumental. And those. Uh, if the the few times I've gotten to go back to those places, it it's the first thing I think about it. I get brought back to those first times we did it, and everything was just insanely exciting and and really new, and that's probably one of the tours that I could remember the most, um, just because of how big of an impact it was.
1: And I'm trying to remember the uh, Kingdom Come record release? Yeah.
2: That was after that tour? Yeah, it came out, I think the record had come out when we were on the road. Okay. And then... uh, God, was that the gig? Would the Give play that gig?
1: No, um, this was. Um, if I remember correctly, it was at uh, PVW, headlined by Soul Search, and then Force Order had. Uh, I think it was a Retribution release. Yes,
2: yes, 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 yes. We did the same cover. We did. I remember that show. Yeah, we both did record release covers of yeah, the other band.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because yeah, like, looking back now, seeing like the it was like three bands doing the, their record releases, and I think it was like Violent Situation's last show. Yes. Um, yes. It's pretty insane. Like, did you guys like beforehand like plan to all just wait to release the records on like that one show, or was it just something that came together just like ironically?
2: I, I think it just happened to work. I think it just worked out that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. Uh, it wasn't until after we'd all kind of planned our individual things that we were like, oh, like you guys are doing something, and then like, oh, you guys are doing something. Let's just all combine them. Uh, yeah, it felt good too. I feel like at that time, we were kind of, uh, up until that point, we were kind of on our own and having to make our own, I don't know, make our own way and, and make our own name for ourselves. And that was one of the, I don't know, one of the first times I think the already established bands and the people in it, that, that we all kind of came together and, and I don't know, did some, uh, some type of unity type gig, I guess. It felt really good. Yeah, it's only been uphill uh, or totally gone downhill
1: since. Yeah, because looking back at that lineup, just like obviously you guys are all connected. Yeah, and, and just seeing that you guys were able to all come together, I, it must have been like an insane thing. Just like you know, just like friends playing, you know, the whole night.
2: Yeah, I. At the time, it seemed uh, really normal. It seemed exciting, but it was also just like, yeah, what else are we gonna do? You know, this is just uh, no time to really to, to put it in perspective. Um, I really haven't too often. I don't really look back too much, uh, but when I do, like right now, uh, I can see how special it was.
1: Yeah, and it's insane too because hardcore, like you just never know. So like that's why I always try to like encourage and try to practice myself, like just living in the moment, enjoying yeah. like every band like while they're active, not you know looking back with regret, hoping for a reunion. Like I just want to be able to look back and be like, cool, I was there for like you know the golden era of that band. It was fun,
2: like. Awesome. Yeah, I I feel the same way, and I feel a lot of regret when I see a band that plays program, and I was in walking distance, and I didn't go. Um, okay, restraining an or, restraining order, I played like a year ago, and I I, uh, I remember just like eating food and seeing on my phone that they were playing, and being really mad at myself for not being aware and also not choosing just to. Put my food in the fridge and go see him. Yeah, I was hungry. What are you gonna do? But yeah, I have that. I yeah, I was talking to my brother about that uh, the other day. We went and saw a movie uh, out in L.A. It's a movie called Medium Cool, and we had seen it before and and never uh, in a theater. Like just like the DVD. And I uh, on the way out there, I just remember being like, God, I'm so happy I'm doing this because this is. This is a rare opportunity that that not a lot of people get at all uh, anywhere, um, especially at this this time and place. And I just, he was he was just like yeah, like when we're fifty years old, like we're gonna look, like gonna be bummed that we didn't do these kind of little things, even though they seemed strenuous at the time when you're trying to sit in traffic for two hours. But uh, when you're finally there, it it, it feels good to be. Uh, to be seeing stuff at the right time.
1: Yeah, and I definitely find it hard sometimes. Like there will be something that I want to do, but I just try to find every excuse not to, even though like yeah. I really want to do it. I, I get to. I love
2: canceling plans. I think. Yeah, I'm I think really bad. Of, I'm really like, bad at that. It's a relief sometimes. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and it's definitely cool because like sometimes like I'm like, all right, I really want to do this, but it's just such a hassle to have to like get to where I want to be, and like once I'm there. I'm like, okay, like I just have like a, a sigh of relief. I'm like, I'm glad I made the decision to actually go through with what I wanted to do and not just sit at home
2: and make up excuses to not go. That's uh, such is life. I think that's uh, universal for everything. Uh, being open to uh, what could happen instead of putting another lock on your door, I guess. Yeah, Yeah. it's something really interesting. And like,
1: I and it definitely wasn't always like that in my life because for me, I felt like I was always the one that wanted to just, you know, all right, jump head first and be down for anything but maybe once I got like a little like older and had like a little more responsibility I just become a little more jaded towards doing like extra stuff because I'm just so like hyper focused on making sure like you know I take care of like work and all like you know the adult stuff before I even like think about doing anything else
2: yeah same I uh I I have that complaint uh with my girlfriend Mm -hmm. sometimes just you know we'll just complain oh I wish we didn't have to work today uh, I wish I had more time to do this and this and this and uh, I wonder if I'll be able to do certain things if I don't put enough time into it and blah 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 and she's like oh you can do whatever you want you just gotta work and yeah, it's, it's how you spend that off time and whether it's a, a quick uh, turnaround or something that takes a little longer it's,
1: it's life and sometimes I feel like there's not enough time in the day because yeah. like all will know when I get off work so I have like a set schedule I work like a corporate job during the day and I'm like all right I get off at this time and then I try to plan out my day and I'm just like shit like I have to like shave out time here and there just to try to squeeze everything in but sometimes it's just not possible I have to you know reschedule yeah it gets kind of rough sometimes that's fine yeah okay you can only do so much you're a human I know but it's like sometimes I just wish I, like and like this weird like thoughts go through my head I'm like man I wish there was a way where I didn't have to sleep.
2: Oh yeah, we oh, I have that conversation with my brother a lot. Mm-hmm. Or uh, the Clock Stoppers situation. Remember that movie Clock stoppers? I've never seen it. Think you can stop the clock and everything okay. stops, and you can get a lot. You know, obviously that's a, a impossible for a billion reasons, but we think about that all the time. Like, oh fuck, man, I just wish we could just stop it for like an hour, just chill, take a nap. I, was, day.
1: I, I always think about uh, time travel and like there's like these like certain moments in time where I'm like okay if I'm ever alive for it which I don't even know if it would ever be like viable since I feel like it would be super chaotic but like there's like this like key moments where like I'm like all right if it ever happens I'm gonna travel back to like these certain points and it's, it's like fun to think about sometimes but it's also crazy because I'm like man with how advanced technology is getting and like I, 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 I like watch like sci-fi movies and play like a lot of yeah. video games and I was like these ideas had to come from somewhere. Maybe at some weird point in time, it actually was a reality.
2: I, I wouldn't doubt it, and I, uh, I, and I hope it's true. If you had a time machine, where would you go first? Where would I go first? Oh my god! Oh my god! It's so tough. I'm just thinking about certain movies that came out in certain years. Okay. Oh, I wish I could have seen like I don't know Taxi Driver at Cannes Film Festival or something. Or I wish I could have uh, I don't know seen the Beatles at Shea Stadium, shit like that. Okay. Pretty standard stuff. So. Wish I could have something. Wish I could have seen Jimmy play play guitar. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, I, I, um, I, I had the thought like, oh, I, like, I wish I could have seen certain movies at my age now, like when they came out. Okay. I guess that would just be a. I wouldn't want one big one. I would want a bunch of small ones. Okay. Yeah, same here. Like, do like, for me, it'd be like opening day of Disneyland. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I had a teacher who uh, was Tinker Bell on opening day. Oh, yeah, wow. A history teacher. Oh, what was her name? Oh, I'm so sorry to that teacher. She was great, great history teacher in eighth grade. We sang Billy Joel in class one time as a history lesson. Uh, what was her name? I anywho, she yeah, she was Tinkerbell. That's very Opening interesting. Day. That's crazy. Opening day Tinkerbell. Kind of yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty big deal. She was yeah. pretty proud of it. Yeah, no, I would be so too to say that
1: I lived through that and got to experience that because look at this place now. It's like from 1955 to 2019. It's so insane how. Much it's grown and changed over the years. Yeah, it's a
2: complete beast that's been chugging along for a long time. Uh-huh. Okay. It's a lot of people that come inside of it and come in and out of it. Yeah, and, and it, it terrible.
1: blows my mind too because you try to like fathom like how many different people you see, and it just kind of becomes like a blur because it's just a, it just becomes like a bunch of faces at the
2: time. Yeah, a lot of bodies, a lot of jackets. I think about. Uh, I don't know, when I'm on the road, I'll, I'll, like, look at a map, and I'll be like, oh, my body is, like, so far away from where I'm usually at, and it that, gives me a weird perspective of where I'm at, and when, I, when I'm here, I'm like, wow, so many, most of the bodies in America have, have at least thought about coming here a little, and I've come, yeah. uh, so it's a, yeah, it's a weird place. Yeah, I feel like this is, like, the only place that I'll do, like, an absurd
1: amount of walking. Oh, yeah. You know? Because Major walking. Like, anywhere else, like, I, I just wouldn't want to walk as much as I do here. Because, like, here, I, they, they kind of, like, mask it with, like, you know, you have these destinations to get to rides versus, like, you know, outside. So, like, oh, I don't want to walk. I'm going to hop
2: in my car and, you know, drive. I I have that excuse all the time. But, yeah, I I, I appreciate I appreciate how my feet feel after a, a long day here. That's why I didn't wear my boots. Okay. Yeah, wear some comfy shoes. I really thought about it before I left. Going to be a long day, a lot of walking. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I wore my docks last time. To the park? That's a bad
1: idea. Yeah, no way. I wore boots here for a dapper day. And we were here for like half the day. But it's just like, even at that point, I was like, man, this is like a mistake.
2: Yeah, I I felt bad. I shot a video the other day. And I made my brother wear uh, leather shoes. He was playing Richard Nixon. Okay. Yeah, in the video. And uh, it didn't hit me until like an hour into doing it i was like oh i I've, I've got him running in a lot of scenes and i didn't think about how that would feel and uh he didn't complain but i could i could see the pain the pain in his face yeah are you allowed to talk about what video is for for birds
1: of paradise oh yeah. okay interesting um, um i guess we can skip ahead to that um, birds of paradise I, I know some of your bandmates. I'm. Um,
2: Used to play Magic: The Gathering, or maybe yes. they still do. Uh, uh, they still do not as uh, frequently. Mm. They've uh, they've moved on to the one like the app on the phone, but they still okay. they, they dabble.
1: Okay, and there's a card called Birds of Paradise. So I, I, I'm not sure if that was a reference.
2: It was it wasn't, but I did use that. Ca- I I looked it up the other day. Okay, uh, and I actually sent it to the group chat because I'm, I'm figuring out colors. For just like for merch and flyers and stuff, and uh, I was like, I really want to use like these certain colors. I used them a lot in the video, and like they're the actual colors of the the plant. Uh-huh. And then uh, I sent him a, an actual picture of that card. I was like, you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Which um, I think my phone's on vibrate. Sorry. I'm making sure my shit's on vibrate. Okay. Okay. Uh, but no, yeah, no, nothing for the for the card. We did do a shirt, a lightning bolt. I uh, I shirt own that shirt. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I saw that, and I'm like, holy shit, this is awesome.
2: We uh, I, and I was a big fan of watching them play magic. Okay. Uh, I never got into it, uh, but it. Uh, what did it come? from? I came from a few places. I. I had someone. Uh, uh, tell me one time that uh, that uh, if I was gonna be a. Uh, if I was going to be reborn as a plant, I would probably be one of those. Um, so that always stuck in my head. I loved how they looked. Uh, I, I love uh, what they represent. But uh, I, uh, it came from the idea of circumstance. Like you can... Um, it could be as beautiful as, as it could possibly be and get as big as it can be, but no matter what, it's still stuck in the ground mm-hmm. and it still has its circumstance. And uh, I thought a lot about circumstance going into the record, and, and uh, how you know everyone has their own their own way and their own uh, variables and, and things like that. And then I thought about uh, also thought about like positive amputation a lot, uh, the idea of losing or cutting something down for other parts to grow. Uh-huh. Um, and so that all tied in with the idea of a, of a plant as well. Okay. And, and it, uh, we also recorded at Paradise Studios. Yeah. Great dude. I Thought that was a tip of the cap to. There's so many great records have come out of there. It sounds really good there. They're they're, they're they got something good. Got something good going on. So going back to the music video, do you have any idea when it's going to come out? I don't know. I have uh we I have to edit it. Oh, so you shot it and you're editing it? Yeah, I'm trying to do everything. Or. Okay. I'm saying uh, my friend Sid Finnegan's going to do it. Mm-hmm. It's my homie. Okay. But it's really just a pseudonym. It's really, I've been thinking about that episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm when, like, they have a, a wing of a hospital named after Larry David, and mm-hmm. then there's another another wing is by Anonymous, but everyone knows it's Ted Danson. Yeah. So it's kind of where we're at right now. It's going to be an anonymous video, but it's pretty obvious that, you. that I did it. Okay. But I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying to do it all. I'm trying to do as much as I can. That's interesting. I think I mean, it's cool to, to be able to do everything
1: in house, not really have to
2: rely on other people. Yeah, and uh, you, I do. I do love doing it, and it's um, and it's not. I don't think it's better or worse mm-hmm. uh, in the big scheme of things. But I do, because uh, they both have uh, a lot of positives can come from both of them. But uh, I, it's something I really want. Take a crack at, and you've never done this before. Like no, shot a video? No, just my little siblings' basketball games growing up. You know, with a handheld camcorder, nothing more than that. So this is uh, my first try at it. And okay, I had uh, a good time.
1: Obviously, I'm guessing it's gonna be put up on YouTube whenever it's done.
2: Oh yeah, it'll do it. Unless it really sucks. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think it'll. I don't think it'll totally suck. Buddy. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it'll. It'll be on all, all up on all that that good shit. Okay, hell oh, yeah.
1: Alright, you told me that in high school you worked in downtown Disney? Yeah.
2: Uh, it was a, uh, a pop, a kettle corn uh, business and she had different carts and stuff like at like different fairs like the OC Fair and the LA Fair all that all that stuff and she had a, a cart uh, in downtown Disney when I was like 15 or 16, I would see her at like Super Bowl parties growing up, and I was just, she needed some help. And I loved Disneyland growing up, so I was like, fuck you, yeah. like, work at my favorite place, of course. And uh, it turned into just us working like the Friday, Saturday, Sunday shifts at like 6 to 2 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it got old real fast, but I loved it. Loved and Disneyland.
1: Back then, were they still giving you guys like pre annual passes? To the yeah,
2: park? we got in for free. Oh, okay got like six or eight tickets a year for our homies if we wanted like Mm -hmm. in the mail but they wouldn't tell us when they'll
1: just like randomly show up
2: yeah but all our friends had passes so we can go whenever okay that's awesome those are those are the days
1: and so you were there for all throughout high school or yeah
2: since i i did it illegally before i was 16. oh wow uh and then up until, yeah, up until I left, so yeah, basically all high school, end of freshman year, up until I left, um, and I still worked with her off and on, like even up until a couple of years ago, just whenever she needed help or if I ever needed some extra squirrel. But she lost her Disney contract a long time ago, uh, due to TV, she went on a reality TV show, uh, for the business and against everyone's uh, wishes, but she saw stars in her eyes, and uh, the fact that she had a car at Disneyland got mentioned on the show, so she lost her contract because that's, like, that's against the rules. Uh, So, yeah, one day she just lost, like, a million-dollar contract out of nowhere because of some producer on some TV show. Yeah. But... That's rough, because, like, I can't imagine, like,
1: her going at a reality show would have been like that much,
2: like, you know, uh, problem for the business? It, it was a problem because uh, she, she just does things uh, not the most professional way, I guess. Uh, and it was everyone in the business just going, this is a bad idea. Like, this guy's gonna see right through our shit. Um, but she, I, she just figured TV's TV, so it's gotta help somehow. But it did quite the opposite, unfortunately.
1: And after you quit, obviously, that pass ran out.
2: Yeah. Did you ever have an angle pass on your own? No, I never did. I never made the jump. I thought about it here and there, um, but we would go. Uh, my grandma still worked as a nurse, so she would get us in, like with the family, or. That's awesome. You know, some. My mom cut hair, so she knew. There would always be someone that she would cut hair for that either knew someone who worked here or, or, or actually worked here. So somehow, some way, we made this a consistent thing without buying passes or buying actual tickets. So that's awesome. We hustled our way in any way yeah. we could. I bought my pass
1: like literally it was like a couple months before I moved out here because I moved out here like late 2010. Okay. And some friends were like, "Yeah, you should get one." It's like something that we do. So I was like, all right. And honestly, at that time, like I liked Disney, but I wasn't like super like hardcore about it. Yeah. And then I moved out here, and that just became something normal that we did was like go to the park, hang out, go grab dinner or something. And it got to the point where like I just kind of like started getting like way more into it than, than them. Yeah. And they got over it, stopped buying or stopped paying for their pass. And I was always, like, in search of, like, new friends who would actually like to go to Disneyland because it was just, like, some thing that I just couldn't let go. Yeah. It's, like, I, I like, for me, it's, just, like, I couldn't imagine being out here and not having a pass and just coming to something, like, so awesome as Disneyland.
2: Did you go as a kid? Yeah, like, as a
1: kid, I, I um, grew up in Palm Springs where you do, like, annual trips with the fans. Yeah, I'd go, so like, one, at least once a year. Okay. So
2: So you knew it was up.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I, I feel like... Even, like, coming as an adult, like, I appreciate it, like, way more. Because, like, as a kid, you kind of see it differently, you know? Oh, yeah. But, like, just being here now, it's like, wow. I'm, like, super, (laughs) like, privileged to be able to just come here, like, on a whim.
2: Yeah. That's how I always felt once I started working there. Um, Because it is a crazy place. I do, I've had moments of just feeling giddy today. And Mm -hmm. and I think this I, I, I think a good thing, but I can see how it could be. Yeah. No, it's, it's awesome. Weird. But
1: I'm I, glad I, that
2: I, I do love it, though. Yeah, here. It I'm is glad warm. that you're
1: able to come back after, like you said, you hadn't been here in like a year.
2: Yeah, I came here recently with uh, with my girlfriend. Her brother works here, uh, and that was a good day. It was a, if that, I hadn't been there for years up uh, when that had, when up till that point. Uh, so it, it's just yeah, it's weird being in this room. I feel like I've sat here uh, way too many times in my life. It's a weird com- comfort. Yeah, it's, it's crazy because I come so often, and sometimes I take
1: certain things for granted. So like, even just like sitting here in this booth is nice because like I walked by this area countless amount of times.
2: I yeah, I waited in that line for that base mountain so many times.
1: Uh, yeah, and it's just like I, I never thought that you know doing this podcast would lead me here today, like you know in Tomorrowland in this booth talking to you. Yeah, like I walked by this just like a million times.
2: It is crazy. Yeah. I've gone to the bathroom many times at that bathroom right there, <laughs> and so it's it's fun. Funny how life takes you places. Yeah. So I want to jump to. I don't know if you remember Suburban Fight number
1: forty. Uh, it was the Paramount record release. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it, it, it's weird that like um, I know that number, but it's only because I've like looked it up. And did I
2: remember that being. Yeah, I remember landing on a ten of mm-hmm. a of a number. Yeah,
1: and there's just like certain ones where I I'll, I'll remember just key numbers. Like yeah. I don't know like you know you know one to whatever they're at now, but it's just like certain ones like definitely stick out in my mind.
2: Four it's so many. Yeah, and that that was a long time ago too. So it's it's I think it's I think it hit a hundred, maybe it hit hundred. I'm not sure, but yeah, that that was it yeah, was a mega show.
1: Yeah, and you know like I was so pumped for that entire show, and at that time I had picked up a second job so I was working like my normal corporate job but then also I got a job at the local comic shop that I shopped at and I got scheduled to work that day and I was like this really sucks and I'm, I'm loyal to the guy who owns the shop because he's like a really good guy yeah. like a friend of mine so I, I did not want to like you know just not show up so I was like alright I'm going to show up to work I'm going to make sure that everything's done on time so I can race to the show and at least just try to catch some bands but for sure I was going to see Fury because Paramount super awesome record, yeah. and didn't want to miss that. And I, I remember uh, Comic Shop was in Fullerton, got off, raced all the way down to Santa Ana, and I, I made it in time to see you guys. I missed every band.
2: That sucks, isn't it? Was, yeah. They were really, everyone was yeah, really good. It was good. such
1: a sick lineup, but I was just like, what? I was like, I was like I, I'm mad that I missed, like, you know, literally the entire show, but I was like, I'm happy that I'm going to be able to enjoy this moment.
2: Yeah, I, that was a crazy day. Um, I, I couldn't believe we pulled it off. Um, I remember there was like a, there was like a fest or something happening at the observatory that, that weekend or something, like a, like title fight I played or something. Okay. And I, uh, I remember seeing how gigantic that show was and just thinking like, oh, this is gonna go really bad tomorrow. And I think that helped, uh, I think having those expectations helped, uh, helped a lot. But it was insane. It's still one of the coolest gigs we ever did.
1: Yeah. And- we kind of touched about this like earlier, but there was no footage of yeah. you guys' set from that show, which in this and age, like, it's a really surprising to me that not. But like, there's not just some random person who pull out their phone to record you guys' set. Yeah, I
2: thought that too. Yeah. Um, so
1: um, was that like a thing you guys wanted? Because like, there was really no like professional people doing it either. Oh no, no,
2: I I think our friend was actually recording a bunch of stuff, but mm-hmm. he just ran out of tape or battery or something. Oh, like wow. I think it was just as simple as that. Um, but we we know ne- yeah we never we definitely never planned it to do anything like that and if it we if it happens it happens it's nothing we can do um but i i'm really happy that no one did because um, i like that it lives everyone has their own memory of it and their own way of looking at it and i think seeing it uh uh takes away some magic i think in a weird way yeah oh, um, like, I'm like, yeah.
1: I'm, I'm in a weird spot with that because, like, sometimes I, I do wish I could go back and be like, "Cool, I, I want to watch this set again from like this like, specific yeah. time period." But then also, it's like, "Damn, like I have to like think about it." Like, you know, back in like you know, like old school when you know we didn't have like you know people documenting like these shows like they do today. Yeah, so you that- got
2: the pictures, and that's even even the pictures keep it keep it mysterious. Yeah. But I, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a. Uh, that movie Lost Highway, where one of the characters talks about how he doesn't like video cameras or something, and uh, he goes, "Oh, why?" He's like, "Oh, why? Well, I, I like to remember things how I remember them, not exactly how they happened." Um, and that always stuck out, stuck out to me. Um, so that's what I think about when I think about that gig. But sometimes I like get kind of scared
1: because I think about like you know revisionist history. Yeah because um, like for me like I, I swear by that night like I raced down there made in time had a great time yeah. like loved everything about it but it's just like I don't want to forget that, Does that make yeah sense?
2: yeah I feel it yeah I bet, I, I'm sure in, when I'm older I'm gonna wish there was a video of it um, and I can remember little moments here and there um, but yeah I'm kind of indifferent I'm different. But I like that that one wasn't, because it it's, it's it was special. Yeah,
1: and one thing about the record, uh, you guys re-recorded the song The Fury. Yeah. Which was like off demo. Why did you guys pick that song out of all the older songs?
2: It fit, it was a surprise to me that Maddie wanted to do it. Um, like I think he had done it and was like, oh yeah, we recorded this one over again. And I was already a little hesitant about recording recording damage is done for it because um, I like to have it just live on in one way um, but it did work out the more uh, the more we thought about it um, it made more sense and it fit it, it fit the one little pocket we needed to fill and it was um, it resonated just just as much if not more. I think the song in general at, at, at that point, it didn't, the other ones kind of feel old and, and looking back they all feel really old to me now. Um, but that one seemed uh, that it needed to be done again I think and, and seen in a new way um, and putting it into a new context but still have a, 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 the same kind of f- foundation it did for the, for the, for the demo. Yeah, that, I'm glad uh, we did it. Yeah, From me back. too.
1: And the fact that it has like your guys' band name in the song.
2: Yeah, I always like that. I liked, the all, I, liked, I liked that kind of stuff. I liked to have like a, uh, an alma mater type deal. I liked having a, I don't know, a little bit extra world around the band and the name um, and not make it feel like a brand. I guess I like to make it more loose, more open-ended, and, and looked at in different ways. Yeah,
1: yeah, I could never get behind that because sometimes it's weird when like you're trying to sell people on something. You yeah, know, it's like, hey, like come check out my band. We you know did these old songs. Like, yeah. come check out the new record, even though we got some old songs. I don't know. Yeah, it could be a little strange sometimes.
2: It just fit. There's there. Uh, if, there's a, uh, a million reasons why it, why it fit, and, and a bunch of reasons why other ones didn't. Um, but with that one, it just fit. It just felt right. I think that we, we do everything off that. It's got to feel right to us, and, and that that definitely did.
1: And when, when you guys put out that record, was there ever any talk of going back to Masha Delight or doing it, you
2: know? Yeah, we uh, we always talked about doing it with them. Uh, we always, like, doing it. I've always, Zach and I. we always mm-hmm. talked about doing a record with Masha Delight. And, and, uh or even doing it ourselves or, or whatever. And it just, it worked out with Sam at, at that time. Um, and I, I, I wouldn't mind doing a, doing something down the line with them again, but I know they're doing other stuff now anyway. So it's, I'm kind of <laughs> glad we didn't, it was time and place. Yeah, But
1: sure. And how'd you guys end up on Triple B?
2: Sam had, uh, I met Sam the same time I met everyone else uh, during that Destroy LA weekend and, uh, you know, everyone kind of somewhat kept in touch and then after this, the, the demo came out he was, uh, he was pumped and then, um, went and saw us play a year later at, uh, for not just Talk at the same fest under a different name and, uh, saw us play that week because we played a string of shows, um, around the fest and right away I asked us to do a song for the comp and then that quickly turned into uh, how about you do a whole record um, and we were down right away we were like yeah this is exactly where we want to be we, we love all the bands that he puts out and, and it worked out perfect
1: yeah I definitely like that label a lot because like you look at like the entire roster; it's pretty diverse. Yeah, it's you know, crazy. With like the different ranges of like hardcore, which is cool because, and I don't know if it's a bad thing, but some labels tend to you know, sign like a lot of bands that sound the same. They're kind yeah. of known for like, a certain style, which like it's, it's fine. I don't mind it, but I just like that Triple B is able to, you know, get a whole roster of like different sounding bands and yeah. make it work.
2: Yeah, it takes good risks. Um... And, uh, I've, I've been surprised. There are some, some fancy signs how, how much I enjoy him. Um, he's got a good ear and he's got a, uh, a wide net right now. And I, 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 I mean, he puts out quality. Um, it's, uh, he's got the market cornered right now. And sometimes I, I think that's, you know, maybe that could be detrimental, but I, I don't, I don't think it is, um, when I really think about it. Um. And it's you know the, the, he's got a, a, a standard now, and people expect a certain thing when he puts out a record, and I think he, he lives up to it. Um, and I, I, how can he not appreciate someone putting out diverse stuff? And, and, and as much as he is.
1: You talk about um, Fury's first edit that um, America's Hardcore.
2: Oh, it was unbelievable.
1: Because I remember. Uh, People tweeting about it, and I was like, okay, maybe um, they're just exaggerating. And then I saw the video got posted, which uh, I can't find to this day. Like, I, I don't know if it got pulled off YouTube. I think it got
2: pulled. The guy who did it, I think, is a shady character. Oh. Okay. I don't know for sure. Okay. But I think some.
1: Yeah, because I, I literally wanted to revisit that, and it was one of those things where I was like, wait, am I crazy? And I was like, no, this video was up because I used to watch it. Yeah. Like, and I, I was tripping out at, at like how. Uh, well received you guys were like that early on yeah it, and, like, it blew our mind yeah like kids are just going off and i was like this is this is like one of those things where like, like shit, like i wish i could have been there for that
2: i uh it happened so fast i wish i could remember any of it um this is unbelievable i think that that changed everything it changed how people looked at us and changed how we were received at shows we had played a, a handful of shows back home that were pretty lackluster um and the stars just aligned, I, I don't know. We couldn't have planned anything like that in a million years. I think mean, just just got lucky and changed everything. At what point do you think, uh, like, Orange County or Southern California started showing you guys support? When we got home from that fest. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. On the... Where did we play? I don't think we... I wish I could remember what show was the next one we played at home, but it was like night and day. Um, God, I wish I could fucking remember what what show we played when we got home, because I don't think we played a tour show, because uh, I think we, we started the tour locally. But yeah, it was a, it was a whole new whole new game. It was awesome.
1: Yeah, and did you ever like ask yourself like like what changed? Because like you guys are literally playing like the same songs, and but you guys are getting like different oh, yeah, it's just.
2: You see people doing it. it's a uh, you know I had I had this conversation the other day with my girlfriend about not mob mentality but uh, crowd oh my god oh, crowd speak I don't know what the what the term the terminology she was using but just basically uh, you know when it, it's really easy to fall into what everyone else is is doing and if you see something done a certain way I think it it encourages you it, it shows people oh like I could. I can do this to this band now, and this is this is legal. Um, and that's on our part, too. I don't think we, 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 we made it pretty difficult to figure out what to do with us. Um, and that was on purpose. Because uh, we didn't know what to what. I wouldn't know what to do with us if I was an outsider. Um, so that kind of gave people a blueprint, a, a, a rubric, I guess. And it worked out. It was, it was yeah. surreal. I feel
1: like I've been in that situation before. Um, I remember I went to go see Distort play their first show at program. Yeah. Or their, their first time in program. And a lot of my friends were confused. They're like, oh, like, why are you trying to see this band? And I was like, because they're good. Like, yeah. just because they're not big yet. Just trust me. This band's good. Like, yeah. Ch- come check them out. And some of them listened, some of them didn't. And then, like, you know, you kind of fast forward to now. It's like the stuff that they've put out and done is just, it's awesome. Yeah.
2: They're the best.
1: Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's definitely, like, hard sometimes when people don't want to you know go check things out before it's cool or popular you know
2: yeah but you always like when it hits and it stays there's so many bands that come and go that no one gets the chance to even appreciate when it was happening um, Yeah, it's just a weird luck
1: yeah and sometimes I'm just like man like I wish like, you know, X-Band, like, would have been, like, around in this era, because kids oh, yeah. would have, like, been going crazy for them, but, like, you know, during their current, or their time when they were active, like, nobody really cared, just because, like, that sound or whatever they are doing just wasn't popular.
2: Yeah. yeah it's It stinks. This band, Phil low. that Rev put out a couple years ago, was, um, it was like a religious experience every time I got to see him. And I couldn't, I, I would talk about him any chance I got, and... I'll probably never get, I, I they actually played pretty recently. They did. I did that show. At the one I programmed. Yeah. Um, and I never thought I'd see that, that day again. And um, yeah, it's sad. It's sad when things just come and go. I'd imagine I c I, I. you know, I feel like we saw Soul Search a million times, but I I, I still feel like I didn't see him enough.
1: Yeah, um, I, I see tweets, you know, where's the Soul Search E P or L P and I'm yeah. just like, Wow, like I'm they had that kind of impact on people that yeah. were, like, to this day are still asking for it.
2: They were a special band. Yeah, yeah it comes and goes.
1: Yeah, dude. They had a sick intro. Like, their intro was so good. Everything was sick. Yeah.
2: Everything was really sick. They were special.
1: Okay. At what point did you guys know you were going to sign to Run For Cover?
2: Oh, when did we decide? Oh, I think... After one of the, uh, we were in Boston for something for one of the AHCs, may, maybe the la- I, I If I was to look at the ma- the calendar, I could figure out exactly which one. But Paramount had been out for a while. It was at the, it was after the record was out, and they um, had talked to Sam about like, oh, like what's up with what's up with these guys? Because um, if you guys had seen us play uh, at the label, and we had met a few of them, and. They had mentioned they they filtered it through Sam, and I think they had told Sam about the idea that they were thinking about doing something like that, or, or asking us, and we just thought it was insane. Um, didn't, didn't make any to us at the time. Didn't make any sense, um, and we really didn't know what we wanted. We didn't think we'd even want to do another record anyway. So we just oh, really? yeah, we just like put it in the back of our heads. Like we didn't really want to think about it, and then. Um, it kind of got more serious, and more time. Uh, uh, Maddie got really serious about wanting to write more songs, and I was liking what he was doing, and I had a lot more to say. And, and so, what we we just started that process first of just writing the record, and, and not thinking about who was going to put it out or anything like that. And once we had it written and and, and ready to go, um, we just got in con like they got in contact with us, um, and we we heard him out and. and and you know, saw what they wanted to do and what they, what, what they were interested in doing. And we had talked to a few other people around that same time, and it just made uh, the most sense to do with them. They gave us the most freedom, um, allowed us to do exactly what we wanted to do, uh, and only, only helping us uh, make that as possible as we, or you know, as good a job at doing that as, as, as possible. Um, but I, I don't remember when. It would have been it was after the one of those AHCs, I think that's when we first started talking to them in Boston, then we had all gotten breakfast or something together. And then just here and there, slowly after that when we were kind of getting stuff ready. Um, but yeah, it wasn't until like we were the record was written and done that we were like going into all that kind of stuff.
1: So in some weird world could Paramount have been it for Fury?
2: Oh yeah. Kingdom Come could have been the demo. Could have been um, we never had any long-term plans. It's just kind of uh, steady as we go. Um, and if something, if we're feeling something, we we, we gravitate towards that. Um, and that's you know that's where we're at right now. We we everything we do, we just want to make it hundred percent. Like it, like it is the last thing we do. Um, and I feel, I felt good about everything we've done. Like, once it was done, I was like, okay, I'm good. Like, if this is over tomorrow, I won't have any regrets. I won't uh, be bummed out. Um, but if another opportunity comes or something, something sparks inside of us, it's, I, I, we should chase it. Um, and not try to think too much about it.
1: Before we get too deep into the record, um, I was on your guys' band camp, and, um, I'm not sure who did, like, there's like a like long write-up about failed entertainment.
2: Oh yeah, uh, uh, Ned did that. Okay. Um, it's 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 great. Yeah, um, it,
1: it's it's lengthy, but like I read that, and I'm like, wow, this is an amazing way to
2: sell this record. Because- I needed, yeah, I, I desperately needed that. I needed, um, I needed some kind of context because of the. I knew no matter what, once the once the record was done, it was going to be out of my ha- uh, out of our hands, um, and I was worried about how, you know, I shouldn't have been worried, but I was worried about how people would 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 represent it to other people, and I was worried about how it would be taken by people, um, and I wanted I, I I tried as hard as I could to be to be vague in the actual record and be universal, and um, but when it came to the context. Um, I felt like there was way it was way too easy to, to for people to take take it a, a certain way, and in a way maybe I, I didn't really want them to, even though I, I have no saying it. I, I do the record and that's all I get to say to be honest. But I, you know, I felt strong about what I, I felt strong about the record and, and how it came about, and um, it was special to me and. and I just wanted to convey that to the people who, you know, the the stores that would be buying the record or the people that would be, be reviewing it or whatever, whatever that, or people finding it on Bandcamp, and and it was something I really wanted to take advantage of, because I could, those can be really bad. For, there's a lot of bands I really like that do them terribly, and it, it turns me off almost in a certain way, because it makes me feel like they don't Care about it, um, which is wrong. That, that, that doesn't mean that they don't, but um, it's just an added extra thing that I, I, I want to take care of. Okay, so the second to last track on Failed Entertainment? Yeah. The, the poem? Yeah, New Year's Eve? Yeah.
1: Can you talk about that?
2: Yeah, I, um, we were in Europe with Praise, and that was when Maddie just. Dis- uh, we were on our way to the last show. Um, And it just nudged me on the foot and was just ask, we were just, he was just asking how I was and how I felt about the tour and how I felt about how everything had been going. Just checking, checking up on me and then he just asked me like, hey, are you, are you, uh, how do you feel about doing another record? And I was like, honestly, I've been kind of like planning something. I've been like getting stuff ready for something. I didn't know what it would be for, but I was just, I've been, I've been flowing. And he goes, yeah, I think I, uh, I think I want to do one. And around that same time is when I, I don't know, a couple of days before that, I, around New Year's, I'd gotten a, uh, an email from James who had done our our, our artwork, um, because he had done a shirt for us and he just wanted a picture of it while we were out on tour and we were just shooting the shit about different bands and different new stuff going on. And he, uh, he goes, hey, I think he might like this, this poem that, uh, that his friend Andrew had done. And, and we had him and James and I talked about Andrew a bunch because um, we were both big fans of his, of his music and his, his, his artwork. And He was like, hey, I, I was actually with Andrew over the weekend for New Years. And uh, he wrote this poem uh, and uh, wrote this poem for us. Uh, and, and sent it to us at midnight, just like the, a, a group of us. And I, I transcribed it, I think he might like it. And, and he was right, I, I loved it. It hit me like a ton of bricks. And that really, uh, that was what sparked the idea to kind of keep, I, it, it sparked a bunch, so much thought. And, and I just began writing right away. And then it was a couple of days later when Maddie had bugged me about wanting to do another record. And I was like, oh, well, yeah. He just happened to hit me at the perfect time. I'm ready to go. But it was, uh, yeah, it, was just, it, it just had a lot of truth. It was really simple, and, and, and uh, I still get new images in my head every time I, I, I hear it or read it. Um, and it came from a person I really respected and it was really inspiring at that time, um, artistically, in, in, in different facets. And I... Uh, I remember lo- really liking it, and then when the record um, when we were wrapping it up, it still felt like it was missing something. I didn't know what it was. Uh, I didn't want to write another song. I, I didn't feel like we needed to write another one. Um, and I, that, it popped in my head. Oh my! Oh my God! We had this. I had this poem. We could. Uh, we should use it as a buffer, uh, or use it as a uh, as a coda, or, or something like that. And then there's so many things tied in with it. There was the, um, you know, the unity from choice, always having poems on their on their stuff, and I liked that aspect of it. But I hated the idea of me saying it, and I thought I, uh, I just sh- I would show the poem to people all the time. There's different people that would react to it in a certain way, and those are the people that are on, the ones that are speaking on it. Uh, I just had them record on their iPhones. They would just, I would have them read the whole thing and I just picked, we picked pieces here and there and edited it down and, and, it, and it worked out really well.
1: And I definitely looked at that list of people that are on that recording. How did you decide to pick those people
0: for the recording?
2: Oh, I just, I asked all, all my friends that liked it um, and that connected to it and that I had discussions about I would just ask them right away, like, hey. If you want to read this, like that would be really awesome. Um, and there was, a, there was a few more that I asked that like, we just didn't have the time. And then there's others that did it. And the recording of it didn't, uh, like we couldn't transfer it onto a certain software. I don't know. So there's a, a bunch more that, like, it wasn't like I specifically only wanted these people. It's just okay. some, some just didn't do it. Some I lost. Some uh, the sound was bad. So it just worked out. Worked out that way, but it's all people I, I love and respect and, and, and appreciate. I'm
1: um, like an interesting spot on the record. I feel like something like that would either be at like you know the front, the middle, or the end. Yeah, it's like literally the second to last track.
2: Yeah, I I where I like where it ended up. It ended up. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a big part of the whole. I feel like we take a lot of time with just how the or the track order is going right. to be like, um, yeah. and that's probably where the most of our disagreements come from. But that one, uh, that one just worked out perfectly. It, it, it set up that last song just perfectly, um, thematically and, and, and the intensity and everything. It was, I, I, I couldn't have dreamt that up. It, it just worked out perfect.
1: And with the sound of the new record, I felt like it, there was like some depression with the band. Yeah. Were you ever concerned about your fans of Fury like not really digging the new sound.
2: Yeah, that's always going to be a thing. Um, but I think I I, I think of it like I, we put everything into it, and we try to we really pushed ourselves in every aspect and. Um, And if someone's gonna, we didn't make it in a surface-level way, and then if someone's gonna listen to it in a surface-level way and say, I don't like this because it doesn't sound like this, or this isn't them being them, um, those aren't people I want hearing what I had to say, to be honest. Um, And I knew it was going to be a jump people had to make because it was a jump we had to make. Um, So I I wanted people, I mean, I worried, I wanted... Everyone who liked us to before to, to like it because it's us and it's we're being honest and and, and pushing ourselves. You know, there's always going to be self-conscious, you know, being self-conscious in that way. Uh, but I'm not mad if someone doesn't, or I, I'm I don't, I'm not going to take it personal if they have strong feelings against it. Like there's a there's a a person who I, I really respect their opinion and they really liked Paramount, and they just shit on on the new record in a bunch of different ways. And everything made sense to me. I couldn't I couldn't argue anything about it. Um, and I appreciate that opinion more than anyone else's, to be honest. And that's the one I think about the most is is, is that one. And I think for a good reason. Um, it's like um Brian De Palma this this uh, this director says oh, if you, you know with, with reviews if you if you believe the bad if you believe the good reviews you gotta believe the bad ones too. And so I, I, I take that seriously, and I I do believe all of them. More, yeah. I, I believe the bad ones more so, but that's just me. Yeah, being it's, self-conscious. It's really hard
1: sometimes, like you know, to see certain criticisms. Yeah. But I, I definitely agree with that because like doing the podcast, like I obviously love hearing good feedback, yeah. but also like I would love to hear like what people think I'm doing wrong or what I can improve on. Because yeah. um, for me, it's like I, I want to constantly grow and just try to do better. Yeah. Because like. If I'm ever at a point where I, I think this is it, I'm doing everything right, it's perfect, like I can improve, like I, I think like I would just be selling myself short. Yeah. So it's just like I, I'm You're always... boring. Just, yeah, exactly. you boring like, yourself. I, I don't want to like kind of like limit myself. I, I always just like try to do everything with like an open mind. Yeah. Yeah, you know, just try to like, you know, take and like grow like where I can. Yeah. That's all you can do. Okay. And you guys had your, it was your record release show at... Um, the observatory yeah, yeah, yeah. back there. You guys played with those Distort, uh, Ceremony,
2: a it was, Sheer Mag, Sheer
1: Mag, and Bug. Yes. And did you guys um, have that planned from the beginning of the tour for that being the record release, or did you guys ever want to do something like separate from
2: like the Ceremony tour? We have toyed around with a few, with a bunch of different. We tried. We had so many different ideas. Um, we we were trying to do the show at the Fullerton Airport at one time. In oh, the wow. in the airplane, like we we what try are, we were that's we, interesting. We had so many different ideas.
1: But um, real quick, have you ever been to the cafe at that airport?
2: No, I heard it's awesome. But dude, it's really good
1: food. I, I used to go there just for like lunch or breakfast.
2: I uh, I deliver coffee across the street to um, Van Dyke, that roaster. Okay. And I always, I'm tempted to go over there and get some. Dude, if you have
1: time, I, I, I highly suggest you check it out.
2: <laughs> but yeah, we uh, we had a bunch of different ideas. Like. We wanted to get the Limit Heads and Archers of Loaf to do to play the show, like we had stupid ideas, had so many ideas. And then that one, it just worked out um, where we wanted Ceremony to, to, to do the gig and Cheer Mag and all that, and it just, that worked out perfect, so then we're like, oh, let's, I, I think we, we, we mapped it out, we mapped the tour around that, like once we got that locked in, we're like, okay, then we can base this around that now. Uh, and it worked out perfectly. It's awesome. I mean, would love to see you guys play um, in the locker room. Yeah, and guard. there's a gig there tonight. The Youth of Today one with yeah. uh, Wise and, and, and Gun. And Initiate, and, yeah. 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 We played the big uh, one, but the, the locker room is the one behind the stage, right? Yeah, like, yeah. So it's
1: the indoor. Like it's like a
2: little room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, uh, I had some food in there at, at that show. But yeah, it'd be crazy. I'm surprised yeah. it hasn't happened yet.
1: Yeah, I saw, I'm, I think the show tonight supposed to be in that room. I think it is. Yeah. It was, I've only been there for, I think, like, yeah, just one show. I, I saw Backtrack in there. Okay. Like Backtrack, Hangman. And,
2: yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I remember that tour. I think Terror played, uh, Chromex played, is that the, oh, that was the big one. That was yeah, the big yeah, one. Yeah, that was outside. That was outside. I would be, yeah. Yeah, it was a nice play. That's going to be crazy tonight, then, for you to today. Yeah. That's a lot smaller than I would think they'd be playing.
1: So going back to Field Entertainment, and so, uh, now that you're on this new record label, has there been any talk of like touring with your label mates? Because there's like a bunch of different bands that you guys could tour with. Which yeah. That
2: could be interesting. We uh, we talked about doing something with Fiddlehead. Uh, I, we were I, having in a hazy dream. We were talking about going to like Brazil or some shit. Uh, I, that would be great if it happened, but that's. Uh, it's a hard thing to do, uh, but nothing I, I think we were playing something with Basement at some point too. I think they had a tour, like the one with Nothing. I think we were gonna do that one too. So like little things here and there, but nothing, nothing too crazy set in stone. We uh, we don't tour that crazy often. So when we do, we're you know we're pretty in control. There's been a few things that have popped up that we had chances to do, but just didn't work out. Um, but I'm not. I, I wouldn't be against it. I'm always open to any uh, any new ideas. And I I love all the a lot of the people in a lot of those bands, and and would love to do a run with some of them. Um, and I, yeah, I wish we could do it all the time. But yeah, there's been talks. I like I like everyone yeah. over there.
1: And uh, do you ever worry like going on those like different tours because the audiences like might not be familiar with like the lone hardcore band on the bill.
2: Yeah, I, I, uh, I I'm more comfortable in those positions to be honest. Um, like when we played that fest the other day, like that being so the odd man out uh, gives me a lot of freedom. Um, so I prefer that kind of stuff. No, I, you know, it's it. it, it I'm sure it could get old after a while uh, because we do like the energy and we like. Um, you know, the feedback and the connection you get uh, when a lot of people are into it, but who doesn't? Um, But yeah, we wouldn't be against it, we're always, I think we thrive in discomfort.
1: Okay, that's awesome. How'd you guys end up on Tropicalia? Because that was like, like kind of like an oddball thing to see you guys on that fest and I I know like a lot of people that wanted to go but... The price point was just like yeah, it's really it's high neat. to like just see the one band.
2: I would never uh, uh, recommend anyone do that because I surely would never do that. Yeah, like- um, no, we uh, we're getting some. Uh, we we never had uh, anyone any, any booking agent or anything like that, but we um, we a lot of a few different people have hit hit up the label and hit us up about it, and we've talked to a few different people just to get their get their two cents. Um, and nothing really works out, but there was, uh, this random guy who, uh, we liked what he had to say, and, uh, it's been really, uh, easy working with him. Like, he, uh, there was a few, we, we booked the, the, the Distort tour, but there was a few shows that we couldn't get, we couldn't figure out, and he's like, that was around the time he had hit us up, he's like, oh, hey, like, I'll, I'll help you do those. Like, you know, just because of kind of, like, showing us good, good faith, and, and I'll, you know, i will work these out, and then uh, you know, I'll, we'll get to talk, and we'll see what you guys are kind of planning on doing, and what you guys want to do, and and see if there's anything that I could do for you guys that you guys wouldn't be able to do for yourselves, uh, which we're open, always open, open to. And um, so then we started; those those gigs went all right, went, 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 went well. That he had done helped us out with, and so we were like, okay, let's start booking a, a West Coast tour. And that was the one, the one that we just announced the other day. And then as we were playing that, he just hit us up like, hey, like, I can get you guys on this fest. Like, you guys be down? And we're like, yeah, let's fucking go. Easy as that. Um, I, I, think, and I, I think it helped. The get, I think it helped doing having a good record release show and having had good numbers. Like, a, a lot of people went to, those sh- went to that show. And I think that helps, you know, those little things help open other doors, and and as stupid as that sounds. I wish I could say like, oh yeah, like, Golden Voice heard the record, it was like, asking us to do it, but there's, it's more logistical than that, you know.
1: And I I feel like, you guys had, like, a really good uh, set time. Like, oh, yeah, it was perfect. It like, during, like, golden an hour, and then, like, the sun was setting, like, as you guys were playing. I, it was, like, pretty awesome.
2: I thought we would get, like, 12.30 slot. Like, I was expecting that. Yeah, and when it's I like woke, yeah,
1: opening the fest or something.
2: I woke up so early that day to get ready for it, and then I, like, checked the email, and it was like, no, you guys are playing at, like, 4. And I was like, oh. Well, just lost, like, five hours of sleep for no reason.
1: Yeah, so, like, uh Obviously, like uh, me and Garrett, like we were fortunate enough to be able to um, gotten in uh, thanks to our, our friend Shane. Hell yeah. uh, so shout out to Shane for like hooking it up. But like, yeah, it was definitely like an awesome experience to see you guys in that environment. Yeah. Um, you guys had like a little bit of a, uh, like a different set list than like your typical like hardcore. Yeah.
2: People. Yeah, definitely a little more rocking.
1: Yeah, um, but I, I I loved it. Like I'm just like you know hearing. The music, like you know, on such a huge stage, like it, it just sounded great. It was definitely thank, like, a good time.
2: Thank you. No, I had a blast. That's I, I, I that's how. That's what I want to do. Not like play big shows, but I. To play uh, a set list like that, um, that's that's the ideal. That's where I'm at right now, in my headspace. Yeah, so. and
1: kids definitely showed up, and like you know, we're still moshing. Yeah, watching, it's you know, crazy. On, I, I see some videos on, on Twitter of your guys' sets. so.
2: Yeah, we got a few from my, my friends on stage. It blew my mind. Yeah, uh, Definitely,
1: like a, a cool like, experience.
2: I wish I had slowed down more and soaked it in, but it happened so fast that I, I, I had no choice.
1: So, I, I kind of find it interesting you guys have um, basically played like all the major festivals in the U.S. Obviously you guys have been on Sound and Fury uh, yeah. since it came back. You've been on the poster, which is like definitely a big deal. That's
2: crazy. Yeah, yeah. that was a childhood.
1: How was that dream. moment? Like, uh, how did you figure out or find out you were on the poster?
2: Maddie told me. Okay. Because he was working the fast. He's like, hey, I think they're gonna put you on the poster this year. I was like, that's crazy. I had those posters when I was like a little kid. Um. He's like, yeah, I think Martine's down. He really likes this picture, and I just down. So it just worked out. So it's fun. But yeah, you guys
1: played Sound and Fury. You guys have been on United Blood? Yeah. Fya. You guys played uh, Damage City. Yeah. Um, you guys played. Not Rain dead fest. yet. Rainfest. Oh, yeah, yeah. um, but the one fest that I've always been puzzled about was uh, this is hardcore. Yeah. Have you guys ever been um, offered or?
2: Yeah, a few times. Um, just didn't work out. Uh, yeah, a few times just didn't work out with scheduling. And um, I. Uh, I don't, my one fifth of the band's opinion is not something I want to do in general. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't hate those people, but there's a lot of things I don't really agree with. Um, And it's more of just a personal thing, but but more so just the timing didn't, it's never really worked out. Um, You know, not that I'm gonna go in a, a, you know, A rampage against it, but yeah, for sure. You know, like Neil Young said, they'll they'll go their way, I'll go mine, kind of thing. So yeah,
1: yeah, because that that was just something that that puzzled me because I I figured like you you guys were shooting for something like that.
2: Yeah, I it's come up a few times, but it just yeah never worked out.
1: Okay. And earlier you mentioned Brazil because like you guys have traveled to Japan, you guys have definitely been international. Um, What do you think the chances of that happening?
2: Oh, it could happen. It, it, I, it's more—it's um, more on us to make it happen with our schedules, um, which is a lot tougher than than a lot tougher than it, than it might seem. Because um, there, yeah, there's there, there's a there's a promoter out there that's done like Citizen and in Turnover and then those bands, and it it's just. Logistically, it's just hard. You would we gotta fly into one place, play a gig, and you have to fly to the other gig, and then gig, and then you gotta to fly to another. Like it's just, it's a lot of, a lot of flights yeah. and a lot of money, and, yeah. and it's a, a big lot of travel just to get to these shows. It's a big in, uh, investment early on, um, and so it's just tough. It's a tough thing to yeah. You, got, you got really gotta go full bore, f- full, full bore for it, and it it. it, it it hasn't really worked out. Uh, so it's life's tough. Gotta to keep our jobs.
1: Uh, I wanna pause on Fury for a second. Um, you also play in two other bands, to my knowledge?
2: Uh, uh, let me think. With Layman uh, and Jam. Uh, I was in the, uh, I was. I, I. started, I played in this band, Charade, uh, that some of my friends play in, and it's, it's they're all in LA, so it's tough for me to get out there, and it just worked out. You know, it's just hard to get out there, so I think they're gonna keep doing their own thing without me. Uh, and then, uh, Pocketknife was an old band. So just a handful. Jem uh, Le- 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 Gem and-, and Layman have been my main ones outside of Fury. Um, and Layman was the first band I ever was in or ever started, and we're still, still going to this day.
1: And you guys just announced some shows coming up?
2: Yeah, doing one... Uh the one on the twenty-third uh, in Santa Ana, across the street from the Frida Cinema, which is like my one of my my safe havens. Um, that my friend Cole's putting on. He's got a little he's got a little little show thing that he does called "It Doesn't Mean Nothing." It's okay. like a they do abandoned a movie kind of deal. That's awesome. Uh, it's been it's been great. He's done a few at like Zebulon, a few in Orange County, and, and this one's going to be at Frida. Um, I think mm-hmm. We're going to play at like a play at like eleven across the street and then at midnight he's gonna play uh, this movie called Something Wild at, at the theater uh, and Something Wild is like one of my favorite movies of all time uh, I never thought I'd see it on the big screen and it's just worked out perfectly because um, Cole's one of my best friends and everyone in Layman that's like my a marriage I'm in in a weird way and so this is kind of a nice uh, a nice little send-off before I before I move away um, okay. I was gonna
1: ask you if like, yeah. these shows um, came up just because um, oh. you you are leaving, and you guys wanted to maybe get a couple in before you left.
2: Yeah, kind of. Yeah, and it, it just worked out. Like we, had the, the the big bite show I sched, I like booked a while ago, like to get to set up, and then I, all this started happening, or like the move was was better planned. Um, and then the the show with the the show with something wild just happened to come up. So just. More worked out really well. Um, and it's not like I'm gonna be far. I'm moving to Oakland. I'm not gonna be too far. So, well, Layman's not gonna just end. Like, we'll, we'll still, we'll still do stuff, but yeah. just for now. I nice yeah. little send off.
1: Jam, you guys wrote like, the song back in July. Yeah,
2: we did a little, did a little song. Then I think, uh, moving away, I'm definitely gonna have to take a backseat to that. And I, I think, uh, our, my, my, our friend, my friend Edward, who's been playing in the band a few times with us, I think he'll, he'll probably take over a lot of stuff, uh, or. And uh, and more and more power to it. He's a much better guitar player. I am and, and much has much more time to be able to do it. But Jem's really it's a really special band to I me. Mean. I do it with my my twin brother and uh, yeah, it's always been something really special. Doing that record and putting it out ourselves was something I really always wanted to do. I'm glad I got to do it.
1: But so, kind of sad I'm. The... That uh, you couldn't squeeze in the gym show like before you left.
2: I uh, we, we, yeah we we thought about it. We we played one a few months uh, a month or two ago, uh, and it went pretty well. But and I, I think I, I think we all I, I, I kind of knew that would probably be the last one uh, for a while. Um, but yeah, it's tough. They all go to school. It's tough. Tough to get a schedule. in.
1: All right, Jeremy, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. Hell yeah. It definitely really means a lot to me because starting this podcast, I had no idea where it was going to take me. Yeah. Like, it's led me, uh, you know, to so many new friendships and, you know, to meeting cool people and just doing things I never thought I'd be able to do. So, you being down, like, from the jump, like, from me asking you, um, really, like, made me happy. And, like, I was just really glad that I didn't have to convince you or try to sell you on it. I was just so stoked that you were able to, or down to do it from, like, the very beginning.
2: Yeah. No, thanks for having me. I, uh... I don't know. I don't really like to say no to things. I I, I like to spice the life, so I, I you never know what could happen. So I figured I'll and I'll never say no to Disneyland. You know what I mean? Yeah. I,
1: trip to Disneyland.
2: Trip so, to Disneyland is a special thing. Um.
1: So Fury means a lot to me and all my friends. I just want to know what it means to you and where do you see Fury going in the future?
2: Oh oh, it means a lot to me. It's a vehicle to get to. A vehicle to get to express myself as loud as I can and to as many people, and I—that's really saved my life and made—I uh, don't know—helped helped a lot of things in my life, both inner and outer. Um, I I really appreciate to be able to create with with my friends. That's a, that's a huge a huge thing to be able to collaborate and be a be a part of a team and. and i really like that aspect about sports when I was growing up and uh to be able to, to 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 do that as well as make art is 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 a miracle um so to me it's just it's a it's a it's a blessing to to, to be able to do it and, and I, as far as the the future i don't know i know we have the t- the tourists the the west coast coming up and and you know uh I, I don't know we've done everything i've ever thought we'd ever do and everything i've ever wanted to do And so now it's we continue the journey of uh seeing what comes our way and we'll, we'll deal with it then um but for now uh play play these gigs and, and have a have a good time uh being in, in these places with our friends and 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 who knows maybe i i Maybe do another record down the line, or uh, do some more do some more weekends or some more gigs, or, or maybe not. I I, uh, I don't know. I just want to keep moving forward. This is uh, days like these are a rare time when I can when I I let myself look back, because I don't really I don't like to very often. Um, but uh, I'm. I'm, I'm I, I appreciate the chance to be able to do it because it puts a lot of things in perspective um, and helps me navigate whatever we do next, whatever I do next.
1: All right. Well, thank you. Seriously. No, thank this you. This has been a dream come true. Hell yeah. No, this is awesome. And as weird as that sounds, you know, being here, talking to you, is just it's, it's amazing. Thank you. It's a trip.
2: I, I am thankful to be able to do it. So thanks for, yeah, thanks for having me. All right. Thank you. Hey, thank you.